Hey, welcome to Long Distance Sisters. I'm Tori. I'm McKenna. And I'm Serena. Come chat with us while we're far apart. Okay, let's get started. Welcome back to Long Distance Sisters. I'm your host, Tori, joined by my sisters. We are all the hosts, McKenna and Serena. Not to say their names there. They did not. You are not the only host. Technically, technically, I'm the host of the Zoom call. So, oh no, you just relinquished that to me, so I could record. <laughs> no, I made you a co-host. I made McKenna a co-host. Okay, this week we wanted to chime in on the college conversation because it is that time of year where lots of little hopeful young high schoolers are deciding what college they're going to attend in the fall and we were all there once mm-hmm. what a time Ugh, it sucked high highs <laughs> and low lows <laughs> well serena yes. you're deciding on grad school right now right i am yeah so she's still in it i'm still in it get me out <laughs> i'm stuck <laughs> tori what schools did you apply to story well when I was completing the college application process we were living in Australia and we weren't sure we were going to move back to the U.S. yet so I wasn't totally sure I was going to come back to the U.S. for college or if I wanted to stay in Australia for college so I kind of half-heartedly applied to both which did not work out well in my favor (laughs) (laughs) um That on top of the Australian school system just being different, not really understanding U.S. college applications, it just made it difficult. So I applied to a lot of U.S. schools, like 11 schools, I think. However, a lot of them didn't end up going through if they needed two letters of recommendation because my English teacher just never wrote it, no matter how many times I went and asked her, and I didn't really know any other teachers at my high school in Australia because I was only there for like one year basically so I didn't have a lot of relationships with teachers and at that point it was kind of too late um so I had to throw in the towel on a few of them but most of them only needed one anyway but because I wasn't sure I was going to go back to the U.S. most of the schools I applied to are what you would call reach schools (laughs) because I was like if I'm going to go back, I'm going to go back for a school that's worth it. You know, that was my thinking. Plus, we weren't, you know, living anywhere in the U.S. So applying to smaller local schools either didn't really occur to me or seemed kind of pointless to me because I didn't know where we were going to be living. But yeah, (laughs) the joke is that we found that we were moving to Georgia like two weeks after I submitted my last college application. Well, after the (laughs) deadline passed, like January 1st or whatever. Mm. And so I could have thrown a few Georgia schools in and ran out of time. Well, Uh, you wouldn't have gotten in-state tuition anyway. No. You graduated from a high school. No, but I would have been like closer to home kind of. Although at the time, that's not really what I wanted. So I don't know that I would have done that, but I probably would have applied to have the option. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting in to two schools from 11. Um, One was a small school in Pennsylvania, 
Think um, Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, literally the school that Pretty Little Liars is based off. Of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rosewood. Except <laughs> it's called Rosemont. Um, <laughs> but I was planning to be an English major at the time, and they had a really good English um, program where you could actually concentrate in like publishing, I think, which is what I wanted to go into. And that's pretty rare. So that was why it actually made the list. And it's a pretty school. But the class size was like 75. So I was like, oh, maybe not. I kind of want like the real college experience. (laughs) So that's kind of what took it off the list. Otherwise, it was great academically. Mm -hmm. And then the other school was Northeastern, which is the one I ended up attending. And really the deciding factor for me was that I wanted the bigger school more in the city, although Rosemont was very close to Philadelphia, so I probably would have been pretty much in Philly, but um, I wanted the bigger school, more traditional, you know, sports programs and having all the stuff you could ever need right there, although, but at the time that I accepted, I had only been to Boston once for like two hours to go to a museum, Mm -hmm. so had not really ever seen Boston, had never seen my school. I hadn't toured any college campuses, really. I mean, other than like, if we happened to be traveling around one growing up, but like not with the intention of I could go to school here, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't tour anywhere. I didn't do anything. I just, Northeastern was my option at that point because we had learned that we were moving back. So I was not going to stay in Australia and yeah. (laughs) if you want to hear about my Australia application process you can listen to our part one of our uh living in Australia series because I have vented about it quite a bit (laughs) um but yeah so my story wasn't that interesting it was kind of just default to Northeastern but I chose Northeastern because I had heard good things growing up and there were other kids from where we went to school in Pennsylvania who Um, we're going to Boston like it was a pretty common place Mm -hmm. to branch out to and yeah you weren't done (laughs) living the city life yeah I I wanted to live in the city Uh, and I'm really glad I chose Northeastern because when I did go there which I did visit one time before my orientation just to kind of get a feel for it and everything I was glad I chose it because you get that like big campus feel even though you're in a city, like there's still very much a campus, whereas that's not very common with a lot of city schools, like BU also in Boston and their campus is very spread out, widespread and just kind of blends into the city a little bit. I mean, it's definitely like there's a BU zone, but like not the same as Northeastern is like a campus with quads and like all the things all right there. Mm. Um, yeah that reminds me of like the distinction between like Georgia Tech being all in one spot in Atlanta and Georgia State being more spread out but I was actually in Savannah yesterday and did like one of the bus tours and SCAD is literally just scattered over the city um, (laughs) and very well integrated because they use a lot of refurbished buildings Mm -hmm. I could not yeah (laughs) Yeah, so I was glad I, I was happy with my decision. I love Northeastern. I mean, any school you go to, you're going to see some flaws as you attend, usually having to do with money and corporate shit. But 
I loved it. I liked having like a modern school and campus and buildings and um, just a lot of accessibility to anything I could ever need. And yeah, great people. And I think most of the reason I got into Northeastern is because they love to brag about their international um, students, their international reach. And so mm-hmm. I think they just accept like anyone with international experience of any kind. And I was mm-hmm. actually considered an international student, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, but I'm a U.S. citizen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we graduated from school. Right. But like I would get invited to like the international student like event, like welcome <laughs> events and stuff all the time. Like mm-hmm. it's okay, I got some free food. So. Yeah, there you go. That's funny. <laughs> students will do anything for free food. <laughs> Walk across campus in the miserable snowstorm for free food. <laughs> oh yes. It's a little whack though that if they would have just accepted you because you were international. But it just was like a theme that I saw with a lot of kids was like they all had some sort of like experience abroad, like their family lived abroad or they did an exchange program or they did a summer program or an internship, like something abroad. And it was just kind of weird. And if they didn't, they were invited to do the NUN program, which is where you like, and not everyone, I mean, I don't know if that's really the criteria for NUN. There are certainly people I know that lived abroad and then also did NUN, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like a program for I don't know it's like people who were waitlisted maybe or like they didn't mm-hmm. and they kind of get the option to delay coming to campus but during that delayed semester they go abroad somewhere it's an interesting program um, but mm-hmm. everyone who's done it has really loved the experience and I think they do it like really to just kind of space out people coming in to campus and make room with, you know, maybe whoever doesn't return after the first semester or whatever, um, because it's a city. So sometimes there are short on space, like for dorms and stuff. So yeah, so they would travel abroad for their first semester and then get oriented and everything for spring as their first semester on campus. Very nice. Now, okay, so obviously you didn't start, you obviously you started as an English major. Um, and then you went into physical therapy. So just briefly, why might someone interested in physical therapy want to choose Northeastern? Mm, so multiple answers. So first, yeah, I started as an English major. Well, I was actually a double major. I was English and communication. So I had two majors initially, um, but they were ones that fit well and overlapped. So um, that was why it was manageable. Um <laughs> And I, I did love, like, I love communications and I love English. Those topics are very interesting to me, but I think they were a better fit for me, like, as a hobby kind of thing. Like, the workload for English was a lot. It was, like, writing an essay every night, mm-hmm. which was just a lot. And, I mean, it was, like, on an, an article you read or something or you read, but, like, I heard it was just my teacher. I got a really hard teacher, mm-hmm. um, was giving us, 30 page essays to read and then like write our own essay like for class in two days like insane so I felt like I did nothing except that class for like my whole first semester Mm -hmm. and all my other classes were like fun classes Mm -hmm. but so I just quickly was like I don't want to write essays for the next four years like nonstop. Mm -hmm. like it's just I love writing but not like this so 
I was like, okay, I think I need to rethink this. I wanted to go into publishing, editing, like I said, initially. And I also kind of got a wake up call that I might not get to the job that I ideally want, at least not in a very timely manner. And to me, like the other jobs just weren't worth it. Like that was the job I wanted, like that's mm. that. So I was like, okay, I think I need to rethink this. I'm not sure this is really where I'm passionate as much as I love it. And I had always thought about healthcare, but I'd always been like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to give injections or shots. I don't want to be mm. a surgeon. Like, so I always kind of brushed it off. But my freshman year, I was on the cheerleading team at Northeastern. And there were a lot of physical therapy majors on the cheerleading team. Mm. And so they would, you know, like be talking about class or be practicing on each other or like pointing out different muscles on people. And I just thought it was very interesting. So I started looking into the physical therapy program and physical therapy in general, because I had never even had physical therapy. So I didn't really know what it was. Um, I think I imagined it more as like an athletic training sort of thing. Um, but once I learned like there was a whole lot more, you could be inpatient, outpatient, like all these different specializations. I started to think it was for me because I'd always been like very like body aware as a cheerleader, you know, you learn how your body moves and how you can make it move a certain way. So I just felt like I was always very in tune with my body and I wanted to be able to like teach that to other people. Mm -hmm. And to just get to know it better, like the anatomy, learning the anatomy sounded the most fun thing in the world to me. <laughs> and I did, I always loved anatomy classes. So I transferred into the PT program during my first, like during my first semester, I did all the, you know, paperwork and everything for that. Still finished all my other classes because they would count towards like my core requirements and stuff anyway. And then started as a PT in the fall or the spring. Um, and the reason I could do that at Northeastern is because at the time it is now dissolved. They had a six year accelerated program where they combined your undergrad and your graduate portions of physical therapy into like one six year program. So mm -hmm. you could kind of start taking your grad courses while you're still undergrad, like wherever they fit in. We went through summers and we just kind of shoved it all together into one lump of six years instead of seven and that includes two six-month co-ops which most schools don't have so really it was all of that in five years <laughs> plus a year of co-op on top of it like as bonus which are like internships for yeah. those of you who don't know yeah so co-op is like an internship it's always paid well pretty much always paid and you just work full-time in your field and that's one of the number one reasons people choose Northeastern is because of the co-op program. You're required to do two co-ops. Um, you can do three um, in order to graduate. You have the alternative to do like a service kind oh. of thing instead um, or like research. I think you can replace it with research if you're very involved with research at the school, but that's still kind of a co-op. It's just like different. You're Like mm. maybe they get class credit or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, in Northeastern, you're required to complete two six-month co-ops where you work full-time in your field and get paid. And that's for any program in the whole entire school. That's mm -hmm. a graduation requirement. Um, so that's why a lot of people go because it's in Boston. There's a lot of really good companies. 
um, especially in healthcare, there's a lot of big hospitals in Boston. So it's a very, it's like a hub for healthcare. So it's a really good place to find a co-op and internships. And, you know, co-ops often turn into jobs for a lot of people um, if, you know, it's in an area that they are looking to work. So it's a really big program and I'm glad I got to do it. And then, you know, on top of the co-ops, I had like my normal rotations that you would have at the end of PT school, no matter where you go. So I, I left school having had a lot of in-clinic experience that a lot of people don't get even with their clinical rotations. Like for some people, when they show up at their rotations, it's the first time they're ever seeing patients or ever in a clinic space or, you know, like understanding how a clinic works and flows, whereas I already had a year of that, you know? So it was very helpful to make me much more comfortable when I was going in to clinicals where I had to actually be the physical therapist. And not just being thrown into it, never having touched a patient before. <laughs> so yeah, co-ops, PT program. But unfortunately, the APTA is like dissolving all the condensed PT programs because mm-hmm. I don't know, probably comes down to money, you know, most <laughs> things do. Um, and we did have like post facts in our class that they joined when we got to when we started the grad school stuff they like joined us even though they had done undergrad separate so we did all the same coursework as people who came in just as physical therapy program attendees but yeah but it we were one of the last classes of that program sadly because it was a really good program it was very hard it was nonstop, but <laughs> yeah, to have no summers, just like a week in between. That's, that's pretty tough. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But co-op was nice. I mean, you're working full time, but you don't have to study Yeah. You got home and you just were done every day mm-hmm. and you got paid. <laughs> so it was nice. Like it's a thing at Northeastern to be like, I'm co-op rich this semester. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is nice to get paid for an internship. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. All right, yeah. Emma. Tell us about your applicating and applicating. Applicating. I meant to say two words and they combined. The one who's still in school. <laughs> um, tell us about your process and decision. Um, well, after Tori applied to 11 and only got into two, that kind of scared me. So I planned to apply for nine. I ended up only applying to seven because mm-hmm. uh, the last two I wasn't really that interested in. And then I got into four of them. When applying to schools, I was mainly looking in state or for places um, with degrees more specific than just biology. Mm-hmm. That's so broad and that wouldn't necessarily teach me about animals, at least not that much. Um, and I was also looking for a bigger school and especially a school really into at least one sport so like five of them were big football schools and two were really big basketball schools um the four I got into were uh, the first one I heard from was my first choice University of Florida (laughs) which was very exciting and then University of Connecticut Penn State and University of Georgia (laughs) I almost couldn't think of my school (laughs) um Penn State probably went out of question first um I did get a pretty good scholarship to go there but the major I would have had there was like a very 
pre-vet specific major and I was like well what if I change my mind and I don't want to be pre-vet then I'm stuck with just biology Mm -hmm. UConn I think they like I loved their marine sciences program they had like a whole separate campus for marine science related stuff along the coast I like New England a lot but their cheerleading team I don't think they had like a competitive cheerleading team but since University of Georgia and University of Florida did, it came down to those two. Um, they just both had very specific majors. So at UGA, I was fisheries and wildlife with like a wildlife, prevent wildlife health emphasis. And University of Florida was some kind of marine scientist thing. And I might have also, I was considering adding the vertebrate zoology major or whatever it was. Obviously, both are big football schools. Both have intermediate level, which is my level, competitive cheer teams that actually competed against each other. But it, it just ultimately came down to money. And University of Georgia, having a certain GPA graduating from a Georgia high school, uh, you can get either 80% or 100% of your tuition covered. And I thought, you know, at the end of the day, the degrees are worth the same. Mm-hmm. So why pay like four or five times more for? going to University of Florida even though University of Florida's campus is so pretty (laughs) I've still been back a few times since I went on like an accepted students tour um with my dad which by the way when we were touring that he's like you know what kind of Thursday nights are a really good night for partying and then a few kids look back at him with like kind of like a thanks for letting me know look (laughs) I was like oh my god oh my god they knew they knew (laughs) but I still liked the feel of UGA because it's very like idealistic what you expect a college to look like like lots of green grass around red brick buildings Mm. stuff like that obviously it's an SEC school major football school um and yeah at the end of the day my decision came down to money really and I'm really glad with the way it turned out. My major was great. I also added a biology minor, um, which let me take like oceanography. Um, I took a scientific diving class that wasn't for my major or minor. Mm-hmm. I just had room in my schedule. And um, it was a slightly, only slightly less expensive way to get scuba certified, which is really important if you want to work in aquatic sciences. Mm-hmm. And then... Another decision that comes after you accept, like, choose your school, like, that's it, you're in, is deciding whether or not to do Greek life. I did rush my freshman year, like, right before school even started, and I'm a very awkward and shy person, and rush did not go that great for me that time around, so I pulled out of it toward the end, and then I rushed again my junior year, and it went really great. I got my first choice. I kind of wanted, I mean, I had been there for two years. I got to know a lot of people in most of the sororities. There were still some I didn't really know about. So I was pretty open-minded going into those. And there were two I really liked. And I ended up getting into one of those ones, um, which was very nice. I'm a Delta Gamma. Go DG. Um, But I'm glad I waited until I was a junior. Because I kind of got my footing in the school more. And I don't know, I was just more settled. I was 
a more confident person too. So going through Rush was still awkward, but much less awkward the second time around. So yeah, if you're considering rushing, but you're not sure, I mean, if you want to make that all your four years, there are some girls who were able to do like school, Greek life, and extracurriculars elsewhere on campus. But a lot of them say, a lot do say they wish they had waited a year or they think it at least would have been a good idea too. I think it's smart when schools don't let freshmen rush until spring. I think that's Mm -hmm. a great idea. I know Vanderbilt does that. To worry about right away. Yeah, exactly. And to go to college like early just to rush and then you also have to move in then you have to also learn the campus and it's like oh my gosh Um, and it's a it's you're committed to like a lot of activities it's kind of like where are your priorities here like Mm -hmm. here for academics honey (laughs) yeah also by doing it later I only had to pay for two years of Greek life rather than four (laughs) very true very true and I did cheer the first two years of college Mm -hmm. on the club competitive cheerleading team were the football games worth it yeah yeah the football games were fun and then my first job was actually working my sophomore year working at the vip suites at the football stadium so and like that was obviously like a nice gig because it's a big football school there are a lot of big football fan alums who are wealthy who like to come spread the joy in the vip suites (laughs) and you're in the air conditioning yeah (laughs) yeah and then like my third year I was bartending during most of the on most game days Mm -hmm. which especially when it was like some sorority or fraternity's parents weekend Mm -hmm. um and they booked out the bar oh that was so nice get the coin girl yes (laughs) very nice very nice all right bean how do you choose your school okay I so I did early action applications for like most of them. I don't know. Why not? I applied to mostly like a bunch of Southern schools because that's where we were in the South. And it's, you know, I had toured schools with McKenna when she was interested in that. And yeah, so I was just looking at a bunch of Southern schools. I didn't really think to go far away or anything. And then when I got um, decisions back, I didn't really like I wasn't like excited to go to any of these schools okay let me just interject you cried when you got into University of Southern South Carolina let me explain because at that point I had only gotten into one school so far and I don't want to shit on the school school because a lot of Georgia people love this school but um tell us we'll we'll cut it out no, you don't have to cut it out. I'll I'll shut off. Was it Georgia Southern? It was Georgia. It was. Southern, right? It's like Georgia. Oh, Georgia um, College and State University. Yes, Georgia right. College and State University. I had toured that school like that previous, like my junior year, and it was very tiny, very in the middle of nowhere. I didn't like it. They didn't really have a program that would work for me, and so the only school I had that the first school I had heard from was them. And then I heard from South Carolina. And when I saw I got into South Carolina, I was like, oh, thank God, I don't have to go to Georgia College and State University. I was like, oh, good, I have a different option. And I, I did like South Carolina a lot. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't really excited to go to any of these, those schools. And none of them had the particular major I wanted. I wanted 
uh, an earth science or geosciences is another term. Whereas most of these were either environmental engineering or environmental science or, uh, you know, like meteorology and stuff. But none of that was what I was really interested in. So applications were still open for like regular acceptance. So I just solely focused on area because I also didn't really like the South. It's hot. It's humid. I'm not big on the Southern culture. You know, it just wasn't my thing. I didn't care about sports at all, you know. And I really liked New England. I had visited Tory there a few times. You know, we took a trip out to like Cape Cod and around Massachusetts one summer. Uh, so I just really liked that area. And I was like, I think I want to be near the beach, but not, not in a city and everything. And so I was just kind of like looking up. I just looked up each state in New England. And I was like... University of Maine, University of Vermont, and just like seeing, I was like, do these places even have schools? And then I was like, oh, New Hampshire, University of New Hampshire, and the school popped up, and I was like, oh, they do have a school. I don't know. I thought it would be just like University of New England, like the Patriots. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And so I looked at the school. I like looked at their program. They actually had a whole like department dedicated to sciences, and it's I don't know. It's pretty high highly ranked you know to have a whole earth sciences department because it's very rare to have a whole department like that most schools seem to focus solely like on geology rather than having like the whole spectrum I think the only other school I applied to that was like that was Penn State and it was just too expensive to go to Penn State and I didn't want to be in the middle of Pennsylvania again yeah I think we just had Pennsylvania nostalgia for that one yeah and I you know yeah, I was like, oh, I know people who are going there. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, so I got in, and I think I was in a similar situation like Tori. I think they really just accepted me or gave me a good offer because I was from out of state, and they don't get many people who aren't from New England to go there. I think they were trying to broaden. we accepted students from 33 states yeah exactly it was like ooh, it's me um and I had there was like a representative for like all the southern southeastern states and like I would email her like directly and she would respond pretty fast so I was like oh she's not busy (laughs) I was like oh girl but no they gave me a pretty good scholarship and offer and my acceptance letter and everything which was cool but I just wasn't interested in college I didn't really care I was kind of like send me anywhere get it over with I don't know what else to do (laughs) at one point oh because I was like sitting with mom and dad and I had kind of like crossed off schools I was like no I don't want to go to that one I got waitlisted for UGA and then nothing ever came of that so I, I didn't get accepted into UGA they didn't really have my program anyway, but at that point, I was just kind of like, oh, just well, they did, but it was the first year of it, and it wasn't really form- formed. I don't think or they had the second year sciences. They started uh, in our sciences program my sophomore year, so it was the year you were applying. But it, it wasn't, wasn't it was not well established at all right away. It wasn't even a choice on the application. I would have done fisheries and wildlife was the only option at that point or some kind of engineering, but they didn't really have a huge engineering school, I don't think. Uh, UGA's engineering school is big. Really? There's, there are so many different engineering majors and different people engineer, majoring in engineering. 
or maybe it's like, any like I mean our business school is the biggest probably yeah but engineering's not too far behind mm. well it didn't leave a big impact on me anyway it just doesn't um, compare to Georgia Tech maybe yeah maybe that's why I don't know not that I was going into Georgia Tech oh my god at one point mom and dad were like oh my god where like they sat me down they're like where are you gonna go to school and I was like I don't know I don't care they're like do you want to go to the military and I was like no <laughs> what <laughs> I was like no I do not want to go because I didn't want like I didn't care like I didn't want to do anything I wasn't like looking up my schools and like looking at their campus or looking at courses like I was just like send me anywhere <laughs> I don't care and so I made my decision on like May 1st the deadline I was like I think I sat like in math class with my friend Grace and she was like okay we'll make a pro cons list <laughs> I was like all right <laughs> and it was between New Hampshire and South Carolina and I chose New Hampshire yeah it's all right <laughs> <laughs> I the first time I like came to the campus was for orientation they had like a stay overnight orientation over the summer so Same with mom, UGA. yeah so mom came with me and she like got to stay in a dorm too <laughs> not with me that would have been better but um yeah so that was the first time I saw the campus luckily I liked it <laughs> it was very nice the weather was so nice you're close to the ocean but you're close to the mountains and yeah it was a really nice campus it's a campus it's a college town like, and, you know, we have, like, a main street with restaurants and shops and coffee shops and whatever. And, like, you know, a Walmart 20 minutes away. <laughs> but, no, it's um, it's a nice campus. Definitely really pretty. Uh, I think I would have been fine anywhere, though. I think it's easy to make it work. I'm thinking the same way with grad school. Like, I'm, I think it would be fine wherever I went. Yeah, you'll it's find your group wherever. Yeah, school is school, you know, it's going to suck a lot of the time because you're just constantly stressed and doing work. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, UNH does have a really good earth sciences program. It's very well-rounded. You know, I'm very happy I ended up here and just went with a, a gut choice and stuff. And no, that was very cool. Uh, and, it, you know, it's, yeah, I do really like the program. I don't think I would have been happy doing anything that was strictly you know biology or wildlife or anything that was strictly environmental science just because those majors feel a little bit repetitive to me just my opinion don't come for me but like every single animal is struggling because of climate change and like that's it that's it I just did every conservation assessment for every animal right now <laughs> oh, they're not doing great done <laughs> that's it mostly the eagle cockroaches the eagles killing it the bald eagle but yeah no it's fine and i'm applying to grad schools it's fine it's a different process and no one really walked me through it so i think the first school i applied to i don't think i did it correctly like you're supposed to i guess like get in contact with an advisor before you even apply and have them accept you onto their like team and then you officially apply and that advisor would say oh yes 
you can accept this person they'll be on my team and then that's it Uh, no one explained that to me so there we go but it's okay I ended up getting into one I only applied to three no I tried to apply to four but two of my professors forgot to submit recommendations so I just was like I'm not even gonna bother paying the 60 bucks it takes to apply like no way and then the first school I applied to I didn't get in because that was I did it wrong kind of (laughs) and then although I read all the instructions and none of them said that well then that's the school's problem well, I, they had like a box saying like, if you've been in contact with an advisor, write their name here. Otherwise, you like write an essay and like name three to five that you would work with and why. And whatever. Mm-hmm. So you have to like dig into their research and be like, oh, he's a geomorphologist. I want to work with him or whatever. Uh, and here's why. Da, 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 da. And then one school I haven't heard back from. So I'm assuming I'm like waitlisted. Like if one person denies an offer then they'll accept me but one school I'm in so it's like I guess I'll just go there there I'll just go there (laughs) yeah when when I applied for uh master's programs I only applied to two two schools and I got into both but one of them was the one I went to is University of Florida I ended up getting a degree from there eventually Um, that one yeah online well, you know, blame COVID. It's the same, but if you didn't get to like live on campus, which sucks. yeah. But mom and I still went around after I graduated to get graduation pictures because <laughs> we were both in Orlando before then. But for University of Florida, I did have to find an advisor before I applied, um, and their website explained that clearly. For Clemson, it was more like tell us the kind of research you might be interested in doing and like give us a few professors you might be interested in working with yeah and so I still got in there and they didn't like give me an advisor well I mean they didn't give me advisors I didn't accept but they still I still got in Clemson's would have been a lot like what I did at UGA and I chose University of Florida because I wanted to learn more about like the aquatic sciences part of things so it was like it was fisheries and aquatic sciences. Um, whereas you at, at University of Georgia, I mostly focus on terrestrial animals. So, and I was like, well, I want the option of working in a zoo or an aquarium. Mm-hmm. That might be working against me right now. I don't know. <laughs> Dad and I are both really frustrated. <laughs> um, but job process can come another day. Uh, once, once I maybe have it figured out somewhat. But yeah, that's kind of how it went for grad school I did look at mostly online stuff because I did want to stay home and like not have to worry about paying rent for a year or however long it took it only ended up taking me a year which my advisor was like that's way too fast but I did it and she's like I can't someone did it <laughs> so she was like she was like I can't believe you're taking five courses yeah I was like, well I only have a part-time job and it's COVID <laughs> so what else am I gonna do yeah yeah you did well you um yeah did you start during COVID or when you started yeah I got my acceptance like a few weeks before spring break which is when we got the news about COVID okay okay so I had I had an online program nothing about my program changed because of COVID which was nice um but yeah I got to like live at home and work part-time and I think there were plenty of other schools that had like 
online wildlife masters like I think Colorado had some um a lot of out west schools like Oregon I think too but um Florida and Clemson were like among the cheaper per credit hour and distance learning fees and stuff so again part of it came down to money but then the ultimate decision between the two was the actual like courses I think I based a lot of my decision just around location also that was a big part of it and I I remember we toured I think Duke not for me for McKenna and the tour guide was like it's okay to make a decision about a school if it's about location because you're there every single day and if you hate the location you're gonna hate the school (laughs) so I didn't end up applying to Duke yeah that's a hard I think I applied to UNC Chapel Hill um like Florida schools can have quotas like in-state versus out-of-state because they have that thing where like Florida residents can start like paying tuition when their child's young and that'll be their child's tuition rate not whatever it is when they start school um so they have to accept like a high super high percentage of in-state people which is why like it can be really hard to get accepted to schools like University of Florida and FSU because one they're really good schools and two I think like 8% of people who end up going there are out of state. At least that was the stat for University of Florida. Well, Chapel Hill is also one of those schools where you're more likely to get in if you're in state. Like it's, it's just like Florida where it's hard to get in if you're an out of state student, period. Part of the reason I didn't get into some schools too was because you have to have at least three years of a language for some schools. And at most I had two because I moved my freshman year, I took Chinese, mm-hmm. and then sophomore and junior year, I took Latin, and then my senior year, they stopped offering Latin. Mm. So I still, like, shoot my shot, and I did get waitlisted for one of the schools that that was a requirement for, mm-hmm. but, like, I wasn't be- betting on those schools. So, like, mm-hmm. UNC Chapel Hill, I wasn't betting on it. Well, I say if I were to give a piece of advice you were like me like I I didn't grow up with like a dream school in mind like I was never like oh all of my friends not all of them but a lot of my friends in Georgia were like my dream school is UGA my dream school is tech and like when they got into those schools it was a huge deal um but for me I didn't really care I was just yeah very focused on location so what I did was just look up the locations I wanted to be and found schools that worked for my major so you could do that if you are lost and also don't really care <laughs> at least I mean, be in an area you would like <laughs> yeah yeah I mean for me surprise surprise I mean yeah I did take into account location I wasn't too close to my parents um that was part of it and obviously like the major more specific than just biology just because I had a more specific interest but again obviously like I said before For me, the choice came down to uh, these degrees are worth the same Mm -hmm. and this one will be the least expensive for me. Um, And I'll also say, if you do go to UGA, go to dog camp, okay? (laughs) D-A-W-G. It's like, they call it extended orientation. There are different types of it, but no matter which type you choose, it's so much fun. And then at least when I went through it, we got access to an exclusive um campus leadership class 
which I did take part in. And part of that class was like learning about diversity and stuff too. But also just getting to know yourself better, planning out your like your goals better and just getting acclimated to college life better. Yeah, I tried to do like UNH had a program like that and mom said no. (laughs) Because something about, because like the date I was moving in and how it corresponded with the date Tori was moving out mom was like it doesn't work if you go a week early or two weeks early and I was like so I didn't get to do the program Mm. oh mother I'll admit when I was choosing schools to apply to I was choosing I wanted a reputable school like I wanted a name people would recognize not that it had to be Ivy League or anything but especially I think because I was going in as an English major, I was like, I think the name of my school will help me stand out when I'm looking for a job and things in the future. So that was definitely part of my decision. But then, yeah, it was mostly like, I wanted a city. I wanted to be in the North. It was location. Like I said, I never saw the campus or anything before. I just was like, I don't really care. Like, I just want like to be North city, that kind of feel. You're like, I heard a Northwestern. What's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But also, yeah, scholarships are important. They are important. I didn't say anything about scholarships. I'm adding that to mine. Oh, okay. Because McKenna talked about mine. mine Yeah. I wasn't eligible for most scholarships. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. International. Yeah, international. (laughs) But I probably would have. My decision, even across the board. I'm going for a scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it definitely helped influence the choice of New Hampshire was a scholarship, an honors program, which I didn't apply to. They just put it in my acceptance. Is, is the UNH honors program overrated like the Northeastern one is? Oh, for sure. I honestly, well, I don't really know the difference between regular and not. I know for me, you have to do like, four honors classes which where it's you can make like a regular class honors just by talking to the teacher or it's like honor specific honor students only and they're either like writing intensive or discussion intensive classes which you only have to take four in four years so like you can really spread them out and I made all of my discovery courses honors so that way like they were like a little easier and they were like I did honors intro to drawing come on <laughs> like <laughs> mm. what made it honors I think we just had more homework assignments I think at UGA I mean I didn't apply to the honors program mm-hmm. mainly because well I, I think I wasn't talking. interested I wasn't done I wasn't done, but, I, wasn't done. Well, I wasn't done I'm like I'm, no I'm not done what made it no, what I'm made honors classes thank you for not interrupting me well, I thought you were done because you were like, mm. oh, so me saying I'm not done, I'm done, I'm done for like 10 seconds, like did nothing for you. All right. And then you also have to do a thesis, which you can also do like just regularly. You don't have to be honors to do it, but for honors, it's a requirement. I probably wouldn't have done it if I wasn't in the program, but it, it it's not necessary. <laughs> I think at UGA, I didn't apply to honors, but partly because my major the last two years, you're supposed to just do classes for our major. 
so I wouldn't have been able to take any honors classes. But the one thing I heard about UGA honors classes, I think, was that they were just smaller class sizes. Hmm. That's all I knew. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I last semester I did intro to philosophy, the honors version, um, which is just like a freshman level class and stuff. And my class was 20 people, whereas the regular seminar is like 100. So I can see how it'd be smaller, but eh, who cares? I didn't care about class size. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Hey, the bigger, the more I blend in. Yeah. <laughs> and I can take BuzzFeed quizzes on my laptop in the back row. <laughs> Magnum cum laude still won't get you it. loud. Magnum cum laude, loud, loud, loud. Magnum cum laude. I think it's Magnum loud. cum laude oh. still won't get you in to the <laughs> grad school you want. So, what's the fucking point? <laughs> it won't get you the job you want. Yeah. What's the freaking point? Yep. Oh well. Okay. That's it. Go to college. Don't go to college. Do whatever you want. Yeah, like the Northeastern Honors Program, like they all had to live together and they said it was really only a thing for your first like year or two. And like everyone I know who was in it was like, it was dumb. It was definitely just like a like marketing ploy to like get me to choose Northeastern. Mm-hmm. So like, not that they were unhappy with Northeastern, but mm-hmm. they were just like, it was pointless <laughs> yeah. a lot of people at UNH like drop the program just because it's also hard to schedule those classes and- yeah your employer after graduation does not care that you were in honors <laughs> like yeah. it's not a thing like they're not like oh she was honors no. wow she was good in high school and that's why she's in this program right. like, that's like years ago they don't, they don't care, care anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah Serena, lead us off you can fall into four different college student subcategories, and I'm generally curious which one you are. Are you generally curious, community contributor? <laughs> when doing errands, you schedule tasks to be completed, never know what's due, complete tasks randomly, go with the flow. I schedule tasks to be completed. Like I know what order I'm going to be in and I know what time I'm going to leave by or try to leave by. I don't like this. I thought doing errands is like going to the grocery store. Yeah. I guess maybe she's meaning like just tasks you have to get done. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I had to go grocery shopping and stuff in college. I know, but this is- Drop says, something like, off at the UPS store. But this, I don't know never the one that's throwing me off is never know what to do that sounds like it's schoolwork i'm gonna say complete randomly i'll say go Uh, i would say go with the flow yeah all of your assignments are done in advance never done turned in on time day due i'm confused um done in advance it turned in on time on time (laughs) dude's up early girl uh, do you go to college parties? No, always, sometimes. I don't know. Question mark. Sometimes. Sometimes. No. <laughs> I tried. I went once and I hated it. <laughs> I mean, like hanging out with friends casually. I'm not considering a party. No. Like a party party. 
Are you involved in school? I play sports. I'm always working. Not really. I'm in a bunch of clubs. I was in a bunch of clubs in college. I was working instead during college, so I'll say that. I have a job, but I spend most of my time not doing that job. So I'll say not really. That's one thing with college. I gave up on clubs. <laughs> like I was in maybe like two or three and then COVID hit and I just never went back again. I mean, for the for my first few years of college, I was still like on the pre-vet track. So I still had to compete to get into yet another school. That's like the hardest type of school to get into. Where do you sit during class? Front row, back row, middle row. I never go to class. Back row. Virtual row. I'm just kidding. Middle row. Um, back row. Middle row. <laughs> do you ask questions? Randomly, always, no. Depends on the class. Depends on the class. No. <laughs> I'm the, I save my questions to ask after class privately with the teacher. <laughs> um, I'll say depends on the class. Um, I got intellectual outsider. Oh, not that deep. You're used. Wait, what? You're used to the fact that everyone in class ignores you because they're intimidated by your intelligence. People think you're mysterious, and it doesn't help that you're always reading fantasy novels in the backseat. <laughs> My Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, you have your little circle of fellow lovable weirdos keeping you company. So I don't, first of all, who is pulling out a book to read before a lecture? No one. No one's doing that. <laughs> you arrive to class five minutes beforehand and then you just sit there. That's probably when you check your email. Yeah, sit on your computer, go on Facebook, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got average Joe. Me too. You love to read outside, go on walks, point out cute dogs, go to the movies and hang out with your friends. Life isn't too complicated with you and people like that you're predictable in a good way. We love your positive vibes. Oh gosh. What were some of the other options, Tori? If you scroll down. Clueless. <laughs> and Star. Oh. All right. I guess I'm cool with average Joe. All right. That about wraps it up for this week's episode. Yep. Thank you all for joining in and listening to us talk college. What a trip down memory lane for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're to do all the things like comment, rate, review, subscribe, download, follow. Yes. Let us know about your college experience. Are yeah. you a Toxicana too? Did you go to one of our schools? Yeah. Any other Huskies out there? Or hopeful Huskies or Bulldogs <laughs> or what are you? Wildcats. Yeah. If you guys have questions about getting into school or getting into our schools, let us know. Mm-hmm. Although I did enjoy college probably until COVID happened. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Then I had to leave and I went to Colorado. Anyway. Anyway. It's very easy to get in. We already had an episode on that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Thanks for listening to this week's Long Distance Sisters. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes and leave a good review. And check out the video version on our YouTube channel. You can find all of our other social media information in the description. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.